We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome to the Positively Real podcast. It's your girl and your coach and your friend and your cheerleader. <laughs> what other what other titles? Party starter, disco queen. I'm curious. I wonder what you label me as or what do you identify me as? Podcast host, I guess, today, because you are listening to the podcast. But overall, it's your girl, Brittany. How are you? feeling today we are entering the last week i mean it's not yeah the last week last full week of january i love january i love it and not because it's the new year new me vibes i mean that energy is fun but i'm not even really utilizing that energy it's just such a time for reflection and introspection and tapping into our inner wisdom. And that's what I want to record this podcast episode about. So right now it is a gray drizzly day. I love when it rains on Sundays. I just love it. It just makes it so cozy. There's just something about it. And right now my windows are open and I can hear the drizzle and the rain and it's just so nourishing and I love the water element I love the water element because it is so nourishing it is so cleansing and so just hearing that right now is so beautiful um but I just wrapped up a intensive weekend with an advanced training of integrating breath work into my coaching practice And if you know anything about me, I am constantly learning, constantly growing in my own life first. And then I learn to take what I've learned and I teach it to my clients, my community. And I'm just so committed to becoming the most evolved version of myself when I can. Now it goes in seasons. There's seasons where you grow and evolve. There's growth seasons. And then there's like capacity having seasons. And that's not quite (laughs) the concept. But the idea is, you know, we grow and then we have to kind of calibrate and get used to being in this new evolved version of ourselves because it's not familiar. And when something's not familiar, even though it might be logically something that we want, it's also something that feels unsafe. So we go through growth seasons and then we go through calibration seasons. And I feel like I was in a calibration season for most of last year. And then I invested in myself and decided to do an advanced training on nervous system resilience for coaches. And so I've been combining my knowledge of the nervous system mixed with my knowledge of breath work. And I've been bringing, bringing it together and it's all connected and it's freaking incredible. And it just gets me thinking, you know, investing in yourself is I think one of the highest forms of self-trust, self-love, self-acceptance, because when you invest in yourself and you learn something new, 
there's this whole level of like, oh my God, I'm new at this again. And it like, doesn't feel good. It like, doesn't feel good to be a beginner or learning new concepts or feeling incredibly overwhelmed by the concepts that you're learning. That just is not, doesn't feel good, but yet we're choosing to do it. And I think that that's just the funny thing about being a human is we are, we crave growth. It's why we're here. We're meant to evolve and we're meant to change. And so it just gets me thinking, oops, of how, how do you invest in yourself? You know, we all do it. It's just looking at like, do your investments have a return? Do they help you become healthier? Do they help you emotionally? Do they help you physically? Do they help you in your relationships? Because there's different types of investments, right? There's investments that kind of focus on this external of like how we look and how we're perceived and how people take us in. And then there's this internal investment, you know, we, we buy something and then we use it to transform our inner world, which then transforms in our outer world. But something that I've noticed is it's really easy once you start investing in yourself to just start outsourcing the work in a way, like you just think, Oh, I'll just do another course. I'll do another thing instead of just being very intentional. So what I've done is I've actually like looked at the different areas where I feel there is a gap and not from a place of like lack, I'm not lacking. It's just, I don't have the knowledge I've learned through this past year of doing some deep, uh, therapy, uh, somatic therapy, really getting into my body and healing childhood trauma that, I didn't address as a child because I didn't know how, um, but really learning about things that had happened and being able to kind of pinpoint and label it has been so helpful. And, you know, going through that process has really helped me kind of hone in on the areas where I have a lag in some of my development as a human being because I had some developmental trauma, the trauma that I experienced, which created this complex PTSD in my life kind of stunted my growth developmentally in some, in some ways. And, you know, in the past, I'd be so ashamed to even like talk about this, or I wouldn't talk about it. I'd like, no, I got this all together. I don't have anything that went wrong, Um, but it's, interesting because now I kind of look at, oh yeah, like I didn't learn this skill set or it was really hard for me to learn this skill set because developmentally I got kind of stunted based off of something happening in my life that was too much, too fast or too soon that I couldn't put words to. And when someone experiences trauma, it's not so much like what happens as much as it's what happens inside of you. And it really developed and manifested on these whole host of challenges and problems that I've been stuck in this cycle over and over again. So before I would be investing in myself to kind of fix myself and that people knew more than I knew about myself and I trusted them more than I trusted myself. And now the way that I invest myself is like, where's the gap? Where did I not learn this skill set? And how can I find someone to help me tap into this skill set within myself. And it's not, it's no longer looking at it from the perspective of, oh, this person is going to have all the answers, which I've been doing this for a long time. And not one person has all the answers. And the thing is not all the answers for you. You don't fit into a box. We're very, we're multidimensional people with different imprints and experiences. And so when someone's trying to sell that they have the solution for you, you can be weary. Okay. I fall into that trap many times. I've don't know if I've talked about my very 
very expensive lesson when I was in a very vulnerable place postpartum, when I made a really not great business investment. And I really learned from it. It was a very expensive lesson, but I'm so glad it happened because it just opened up my eyes to where I was outsourcing my power. So I want to talk about this with you because yes, I am a coach. I sign people up for coaching. I love coaching. I think it's the most amazing thing ever, but when you sign up for a coach to, or a program or a course, cause you think it's going to fix you. That's the problem right there because you are not broken. You are not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You have had things that have happened throughout your life that have imprinted you and your nervous system. And so you get stuck in patterns and loops. And that doesn't mean that you are broken. That means that you might not be as connected to yourself. And so, you know, you just want to be aware of when you do different, when you, when your intention, I should say, when you make an investment in yourself and when, especially when it's an internal investment, you know, people that are selling these programs and they're teaching you these things, they have, they have good intentions, but I think the one thing that's missing is they kind of take on this authority aspect, like authority, like I know more than you. And so you need to learn from me. And well, that might be true in like a tactical, you know, strategical sense, right? Maybe having more experience. The thing is, they are not an expert on you, even if they claim to be, even if you hear what they're saying in their marketing and you feel like they're speaking directly to you. Yeah, that's really good marketing. They know you to an extent. They know your, you know, your belief systems or they know some symptoms of something else that's going on deeper, but you actually are your best. You are your best guru. You are. And the more that you can connect with yourself, the better. And so that's why I wanted to record this episode because I deeply believe this. And I've always believed that everybody has this innate wisdom within themselves. And the more that I tap into it, the more that I like the, the feeling, this belief resonates true in my body. And I always understood it intellectually, but it, it hasn't been until I've really dropped into my body and I've connected with my body and started to understand my nervous system and my triggers and really understand myself from this in, from this bottom up approach, has everything started to shift for me? You know, for the past six years that I've been coaching, all the coaching programs I've gone through, everything that I've done has been bottom top down. So we really focus on mindset, which is a huge part. And then we, you know, kind of get into the body, but not really, we really just kind of, you know, hone in on change your mind, change your life, you know, change your perspective. And while that is true, because our thoughts do create emotions, which then create our actions and our behaviors, which ultimately create results. It's a two-way street. Our body communicates with our mind. So if there's a disconnect there, it doesn't matter how many positive thoughts you're thinking. If you are disconnected from your body, it's going to keep running you into the same wall. And that's why I say that you are your best guide. Now, coaches hold space. Coaches ask questions. Coaches help you see things that you can't see. And most importantly, coaches help you feel safe. And I'm, you know, I don't want to generalize because I've worked with a ton of coaches and not every coach does this, but generally like this is kind of my standard of coaching is creating a safe container, um, helping clients feel seen and understood, validating their experience. And then most importantly, like empowering them to help them 
heal themselves. And I know um, what's room, the holistic psychologist, Nicole, she has this whole book called self healers. I haven't read it yet. I mean, her whole movements, the self healers movement. I haven't really dove into it. I kind of see her content on social, but I do love this concept of being a self healer. And I'm seeing this happen before my eyes. I've been leading these breathwork, these breathwork sessions and people that come consistently have a different experience every time and have these realizations and make these connections and feel it in their body for the first time ever. And I didn't have to have an answer for them because I'm not, I don't know every single thing that they've gone through. I don't know their life experience. I only know the parts that they tell me they know themselves and they know their true self because their true self is with them and has been with them the moment that they entered the world. So I really love this idea of being a self healer. I don't look to myself as a healer. I don't look to myself as anything more than a person that can hold space for another person having a very human experience. And I believe that every single person I work with and you, even if I don't work with you, even if you just listen to the podcast, which is technically us working together, I know that every single person possesses the power to heal themselves. And I've seen it. I've seen these aha moments, these revelations that only they could come up with. And that's where true transformation comes from. So you really want to be aware of this and that when you start signing up or you start investing or your intention is not to have someone else fix you because you're not broken. And that's one of the main things that I tell my clients or people that are considering working with me is like, they come to me and they're like, Oh my God, I have all these problems. I'm trying to solve them. I'm like, you're not a problem to be solved. (laughs) You're not a, you're not broken. You have life experience and your past and your beliefs are starting to project into your future. And so they're dictating what you do in the present. And once you can really give yourself the space and dedicate the space, because that's what you're really investing in, right? You're investing in the space and then someone who holds you accountable to do the work, to make the changes. Once you have the aha moments, it's like, how do you integrate that? It's so much easier to be like, yeah, that's cool. But I'm, I don't know. Like that's, that seems like a lot of work <laughs> to make those changes. And then you just revert back to your old patterns. You know, having a coach really holds you accountable to that. But I'd say, you know, coaches are not the source of healing. And it's important that, you know, if you are, you know, in in the work and you're working on yourself, you have to know that you are the key to your own growth and you're the key to your own evolution. Signing up for something, getting into coaching, it, it like can help facilitate that and hold you accountable and, and help, you know, you process and and be witness. Cause I think that's a really big part of the healing journey is being witnessed in an emotional experience. Cause a lot of times when we have an emotional experience, it gets stuck in our body because we're experiencing it alone. You know, that's different, but that's not someone healing you. So you just, you know, like you are your best healer, coaches, guru, energy workers, like they are not going to heal you now again, all of those different practitioners, they play an important role in offering support and facilitating, but the true 
power resides in you as an individual. And I do, I believe this in my core. I believe it's so deep that every single person there exists, this little gold mine, this little treasure trove of tools and wisdom waiting to be tapped into because people know up here, right? We know like the things to do to take care of ourselves. The disconnect comes from what's happening in here, in our body. So when you're given the space to kind of tune into that, it really helps you unlock this treasure trove, this like super powerful chest of gold that only you have access to that's unique to you. It's unique to you because it's your own code. It's like your own experiences have been collected over the time. So this treasure trove that lives within you, that's where the answers reside. That's where it all begins. So inner wisdom is just this knowing it's the intuition. It's the whisper. It's that voice of, of guidance. It's that voice of it's all going to work out. And it's that voice that it's okay. You know, that is so important, not only in our personal life, but in our professional life as well. Right. Because if we don't listen to that, we don't have boundaries. We end up working on overdrive, working way too much. Um, we end up people pleasing. We keep saying yes when we mean no. We have zero work-life balance and putting that in quotes, right? We're spread thin. So you have to listen to yourself. When something's like, no, that's not right, you gotta listen to it. So this treasure chest of self-knowledge is the source of transformational potential. And I say potential because again, having the awareness is one thing, but being able to integrate it and be able to really follow through and make the changes that takes time because it's not easy. And so my job as a coach is to help guide my clients towards their own revelations. So it can really help them on their journey of self-discovery and self-empowerment, and then ultimately self-healing. Sometimes awareness alone can be the the switch that we need, but oftentimes it takes a little bit more than that because we just have this resistance to change, even if we want it. Because again, change means unfamiliar, it means uncertainty. And when something's uncertain, we don't love that. (laughs) We love certainty. So I'm watching this with my daughter, who's almost two. Her wisdom is so innate. Like just watching her on the playground, watching her navigate these, you know, on the playground with these big kids or how she just takes in her surroundings and the things that she knows to do and not to do. It's not like, not like we're teaching her those things. It's just this wisdom. She knows when she's hungry. She knows when she's not. She knows when she's tired. She knows when she's not like, she just has it all dialed in within herself. And I love seeing it. And we're all born that way. But then what happens is then we start going to school and we get socialized we get socialized. And I really don't like the word socialization. (laughs) I realized, but we get socialized, right. And we're told what to do, what to think, what to wear. Right. And then we start getting peer involvement and then, you know, our peers determine what's cool and then what we like and what we don't like. And our parents who want the best for us, they tell them, tell us what we're supposed to do and we know what's best. Right. And then we lose touch. Then it's like that inner wisdom that we're born with 
we're just completely disconnected from it. And then if you don't have daily practice to reconnect with that inner wisdom, you kind of just go floating through life. And then that's when people are end up going, you know, reaching out to a coach or therapist because they feel so disconnected. And, you know, sometimes we get to a point where we really do need that support to help kind of bring us back and help us have our own little aha moments. But it's truly a gift that every single human being has that we have complete access to. And I would say, you know, external advice or conventional wisdom is telling you what to do, telling you what's cool. It's telling you what's not cool. I mean, especially with social media and all the influencers and people selling stuff on TikTok and everything else. Like sometimes I'm grateful for those things. I'm like, I wouldn't know this thing would exist. But also at the same time, I'm like, do I even really want this? Or do I want this because other people want this? You know, I think about the Stanley water cup. It's like, what, who, how, like, like what, who determined that the Stanley water cup is in the cool water cup? You know, I have my hydro flask. I'm looking at it right now. I've started using my hydro flask again, but I'm like, it's just so interesting. It's so interesting. And so the more that you can tap into your inner wisdom, the, I would say, fuller your life becomes. And I really think about this from a nervous system lens. It's like when you're regulated and you are in your body and you feel like you're in that zone of resilience and you're kind of flexible to the stimuli and the things happening and you're not, you don't feel like you're under threat. You know, that's really when you have your direct line of access to your inner wisdom and your higher self, because when you're not, when you're in this hypervigilant state and you're kind of looking for the next thread and you feel really on edge, that inner wisdom is you don't have access to it. Now you're listening to the voice of fear. Now you're listening to the voice that's like, that's dangerous. That's not safe. Don't do that. And even, and it's all perceived because none, you know, for the most part, we're not really under attack. So this is why breathwork has been so powerful for me because when I do breathwork and it's like, you know, a couple minutes of breathwork and then into my journaling, it's like this direct line into my inner wisdom. And it's like, it flows out of me and I feel it. Something that I've noticed in all the years that I've been doing this work is I'll do journal prompts and I'll journal and I know what to say. I've read so many books, watched so many YouTube videos. I've listened to so many podcasts and, you know, people are all kind of saying the same thing in their own way. And so sometimes I'll just be journaling and I'm like, do I, do I even feel this? Do I even believe this? And sometimes it's no. And I think that's because of the state of my nervous system. If I'm feeling stressed out and I'm writing and I'm trying to tell myself find loving things, but I'm in this like state of stress, I'm not going to, my body's not going to respond to it. It's going to be like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like just get through the process of journaling. Let's check it off your list and get on with your day. But when I do breath work and I drop into my body, writing is just like, woo. And then it's not just woo. It's like, oh, I feel it. I actually feel it. And I take the time and I'm slow and I'm deliberate and I feel it in my body. So, you know, being able to, and, you know, breath work isn't the only way to self-regulate. There's different practices, but utilizing your breath to drop you in so you can access that inner wisdom is really, to me, the simplest way. So I'm just going to talk about journaling because that really, like, you can have ahas through talking. And I've experienced that as, you know, a client. And then I've also experienced that I've witnessed it as a coach, but journaling to me is the direct line from your 
into your subconscious. And when you ask yourself an open-ended question, it just kind of flows out of you. But again, your state in your body determines how it's going to go. <laughs> it just, your state determines the lens in which you view your life, right? So if you're in a stress state, you're going to be like, ah, everything sucks. Like I'm frustrated. Like it's just going to be like, bah, bah, bah. but when you're balanced in your body and you feel that grounded calm energy, it just is a totally different experience. So I tell people like, don't journal unless you're regulated. And get regulated first before you journal. Don't just journal to check it off your list because every single personal development guru has said journaling is the answer. I don't think journaling is the answer. I think it's a tool that you can use to access your inner wisdom. You are the answer always. So being able to self-regulate and then journal is the key. And, you know, for me, at least I had an aversion to journaling because I feel like I had so many journals that I started and never wrote in. And the part of it again was like a story I told myself about, and it was really a perfectionist mindset of, oh, what if I spell something wrong? Or what if something looks at it? Or what if I do it wrong? So then I just wouldn't do it at all. And now my journaling practice like doesn't look the way that I think that, you know, people that I'd admire that have a journaling practice looks. It kind of just, I've created my own. Sometimes it's gratitudes. Sometimes it's a letter, sometimes it's what's going on in my day and it doesn't have to be a specific way. So don't like, if that stops you, if you're like, I don't know if I'm doing it right, take off the hat of perfectionist and just be like, all right, let me just give this a try. So something that I want to invite for you to really tap into your inner wisdom is after you do a couple of rounds of breathing, you can do some balanced breathing where you inhale for four and you exhale for four and just really get in to your body and into the present moment and just relaxing your nervous system and dropping into that calm, balanced state. So I want you to reflect on a time where your intuition really guided a positive outcome. You know, when was a time that you listened to your inner wisdom, you didn't listen to the external, what people were telling you to do, and you really listened to yourself and what came out of that? Because if you start directing your brain towards these different instances, it will become more of a natural response because what happens is we end up, you know, needing guidance. And sometimes we do need, you know, some, someone that's gone through it or someone external, like we do need that, but not all the time. The more that you flex this inner wisdom muscle, because that's really what it is the more that you'll see how every time that you listen to your intuition, that it's guides you to an outcome better than you thought or a positive outcome. It's like 10 out of 10 times when I sit and be like, I'm so glad I listened to my intuition and not what other people said. Cause then you can really think about times where you listen to what other people said, and then it led to a not great outcome, right? Like you can probably find a lot of evidence of that as well. So that's the first one is I want you to write about a time where your intuition guided you to a desirable outcome and how that felt. And then once you do that, then I want you to write about a decision that you are currently being challenged by something that you're kind of wrestling with, okay? Something that you're like scared of making the wrong decision and then tap in to your intuition. What is your gut telling you? What is your gut telling you? And 
this is the thing I want to offer you about decisions is there's no right or wrong decision. Whenever we get into indecision, we're trying to intellectualize, we're trying to make the right one, we're afraid of failing, and we're completely disconnected from our inner wisdom. So if that's you, write down just one decision. You're currently of waffling or you're unsure, you're not 100% on, and just tap in. What is my gut telling me? And then the last prompt is writing down any fears or beliefs that might have come up that might be blocking your inner wisdom. What is stopping you from listening and trusting yourself? Is it that other people know more than you, that you don't know enough, that you're worried that people are going to find you out, that you're going to end up failing, right? That you don't know what's best for you. Like, what is it? What is blocking you? Because once you can identify those blocks, then it really gives you the power to transform it. So being able to kind of take back your agency and recognize that your inner wisdom is the key to your growth and your next level. And when you take back that agency and you really just own it and you have that self-trust and you just trust yourself, like I'm going to, I'm my best guide. I'm going to make the best decisions with the information that I currently have. And I'm going to listen to what feels right. That is going to be 10 out of 10 times more effective than when you ask a bunch of people for their opinions or outsource your decision-making, because that's just not going to feel good. It's just not going to feel good because when someone makes a decision for you and it's not yours, it, it, it takes away your autonomy, right? Even if you are like, yeah, I agree with that. It's still someone else's thoughts and someone else's decisions. Now I know what it's like. I know it's nice to get validation. I know it's nice to be like, am I doing this? Okay. But truly the only way that we're going to learn is by making a decision and then trusting ourselves to enough to know that if it doesn't go the way that we want it to go, that you're going to be okay. And you're going to learn from it. And when you really approach life like that, it's like, you don't have anything to be afraid of from there because now it really is like, I just trust myself because that's really what inner wisdom is. And self-trust is a form of self-love. It's like, can you trust yourself to make the decisions that are best for you? And then can you love yourself when you, things don't go the way that you want them to, because that's just part of being a human. It's impossible for things to go exactly the way that we want them to all the time. It's just not realistic. And it sets us up for failure and not the good kind of failure. This is the like failing ahead of time failure or the like failing, never getting up again, like don't want to get started type of failure, which to me is just quitting. But truly when you allow yourself to just be in a relationship with that inner wisdom, you're never, you just are never alone because you know, you have this guide and some people call it the universe. Some people call it God, it, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's really just being able to tune in, to turn off the noise, even if it's just for a moment and tune in to what's happening inside of your body. And that is your guide. That's your guide. And I'm not talking about like making emotional rash decisions either. I do want to distinguish that 
because we want, when we make decisions, we want it to come from a neutral, clean place. We don't want to make decisions from fear, right? We don't want to make decisions from you think like these heightened emotions. That's why the state of your nervous system really determines the lens in which you view these things. So it's not about making decisions based off of these intense emotions. It's just about listening, listening to yourself, listening and trusting. And this is a really important episode, especially at the beginning of the year, because people are going to tell you that you need this and you need that and like that you're lacking this. And once you've had that, then you can do this. And well, you know, there's certain things that are going to be helpful for you. At the end of the day, they're only as helpful as you allow them to be. So if you are not believing in yourself and you don't like, you don't believe that it's possible to make changes, you're not committed to making changes. There is no amount of courses or coaches or anything that you could do. That's possibly going to change it. It starts with you. And I really hope that this episode sparks that just little, like, let me just listen to myself. Let me listen. Let me listen. Now I'm not saying don't sign up for coaching or masterminds or different groups. I think that we're not meant to do things alone. I, I mean, obviously I'm a coach. I have coaches. I'm very invested in all of the things. I just, I think it makes whatever it is that you invest in so much more potent when you know that you're the answer, that the person or the course or the service that you're buying is not the answer. You know, it's like, you can't go to, you know, sign up for therapy. And like, this is going to fix me. They're not going to fix you. <laughs> they're not, they're not, they're not some magical wizard that's going to solve all your problems. You are the solution. We create the problems, but that also means we create the solution and it's within us. So if there's anything you take from this episode, you are your best guide. You are the answer and you are not broken. I want, I really hope that those truths really resonate with you. And if you ever need to experience just someone holding space so you can have those revelations, that's where I come in. But before you do anything in that realm, really start to listen and trust yourself. All right. That's what I have for you today, my friend. If you're listening to this episode on the 23rd, we are unfortunately sold out for the Breathe to Envision event on the 27th. I am thinking about doing a virtual version because I've had so many people reach out. So if you're interested, please let me know because I will put it together and I know that we can do a virtual version and really make it very powerful. So let me know if that interests you. Um, if not, keep listening to the podcast, keep sending requests. Right now, I am at capacity with coaching, um, but I will be offering some things later on. So if you are interested in coaching, make sure you sign up for the interest list because that's how I go through my um, coaching clients. It's after I have a space open up, I go through that list first and reach out to people that want coaching. And then we have a call and we talk about where they're at and how I can help them. And I help them again, you kind of have that experience where they can kind of see the answers within themselves. And then we decide if we want to move forward. So if that's something you've been interested in, make sure you sign up for the interest list. It's linked in the show notes, but that's what I have for you today. So remember to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it until next time.